listening to a Hope 103.2 podcast. Hello, welcome to Raising Teens, the podcast that does what it says in the title, helps you to raise teens in your household. I'm Ben McKechn and I am joined by psychologist and teacher Colette Smart for season three, Colette. And the new addition is me. You are the new addition. Yeah. It's so fun to have somebody new to talk to for a change. Oh, come on. Ray Kington was very good in those past couple of seasons. I heard him. He was fantastic. Yeah. And discussing with you what it's like to raise teens. I do not have teens as yet, Colette. I have two young children, two daughters, five and seven. So I'm very interested in getting your wisdom so I can store it away for many years' time. But when the girls grow up and I can ask you more questions even then about what I should be doing. Well... What's interesting, Ben, is I often see parents look at me, this kind of deer in headlights look when they have younger kids going, I'm dreading the teenage years. And and I love that I can say to you what I say to all the parents is don't dread the teenage years. There's stuff that you go through with the two-year-old tantrums and starting school. I know your youngest is just um, starting kindy. Um, and there's just new stuff that you have to deal with with teenagers. So don't be afraid of the teenage years. They are wonderful times. But right. I'm really happy that we can um, get to know each other as well on this podcast. So um, yeah, it's good to be joining you. Great. That's the first bit of wisdom filed away from you, Colette. <laughs> Thank you. Let's dive into what we're discussing today, active listening with your teens. So the obvious question, Colette, has got to be, what is active listening? I often start with what it's not. We all go through our lives when we actually don't engage with people. We don't actually sit and spend time really listening to our co-workers, our spouses, partners, family members, children. We're so distracted about what's going on, what we feel, what's going on in the environment. And I think sometimes when we're listening to another person, we're spending so much time thinking about what we're going to say next. And so we don't give people our full attention. And so really, we all need to get better at active listening. And it really works with our young people, our teenagers feeling like someone hears them. That's really what counseling is, is somebody is actually hearing me. And so as parents, we can do the same thing. How do you actually know that it works? I think therapists are often made fun of <laughs> in, in TV and so on. I just have to tell a quick story. So I also lecture at university and I see my, my students in the first semester when they realize I'm a psychologist. They give me this like stare as if, oh, oh can you tell what I had for breakfast? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not a gypsy. I'm not a mind reader. Um, essentially, being a therapist or being a psychologist is about active listening. It's, it's really about using a technique to help people to talk. It's about us listening. And so as parents, we can do the same. So, so, so everyday average parents can do this, Colette, absolutely. not just trained psychologists. No, no. And so there's just some skills that we learn helping our teens to open up, helping other people to feel free to keep talking, even when we feel like we might not have all the answers. It's really just about having a listening ear for our young people. And it's about building rapport. It's about building trust, helping them to feel as though their parents are trying to understand them, understand what they're going through. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is Brene Brown, and she talks about empathy and feeling with people. So she mm. says, really, can a response make something better? What makes something better is connection. And so active listening really fuels this connection with our children. But the teen years could be a difficult time for parents and for teens to connect at all, yeah. let alone feel like they're connecting well. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, I, sometimes I feel like that's a bit of a myth. And I think I say this all the time, that the idea that teenagers don't want to hear from us is actually, the research tells us it's actually not true. They really do want to hear from us. And so when we're engaging in active listening with our young people, there's many ways. Some things that our listeners can practice is repeating. So that's the kind of stereotype and it can sometimes feel a little bit stayed or static, you know, that repeating what someone's saying. So it's not about parroting and saying word for word what your child has said, but it's paraphrasing. So for example, you might say, start off with saying, so uh, let's be clear, I think what I'm hearing you say is, and then you put it in your own words. Or we do something called reflecting and we give feedback. So you reflect their words in terms of their feelings. So you say things like, this seems to be really important to you and you label their emotions. So I sense, I think that you sounding frustrated or you worried. Am, am I getting that right? And they'll be quick to tell you, no, that's not what I feel. Or, oh yeah, that's what I'm feeling. And then validating, saying to them, I really appreciate you telling me how you're feeling or talking about such a difficult issue. And then also being aware that we call certain phrases roadblocks. Right, so like actually, an obstacle in the way. Absolutely. So it stops young people from talking more, or adults for that matter. So doing things like these quick reassurances, like, oh, don't worry about that. You know, you shouldn't be so worried about the pandemic or so worried about your future. That blocks them because they are. And they feel like, well, you're not understanding what I'm feeling. Uh, giving too much advice. I mean, I know I'm a psychologist, but that is a big one in my personal life. I have to bite my tongue with my own children. And, Do you? And yes. My own teens will say to me and my young adults will say to me, I'm not asking for your advice. I just want you to hear me. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay, follow your own advice. <laughs> so don't always feel like you have to assist with words of wisdom. Also not being patronizing. So mm. not that, oh, I know just how you feel because often we don't know just how somebody feels. How do you help someone not be patronizing? I find that even <laughs> with my own girls and I hear it in my voice and the words that I'm using. What do I do to change that? I've been trying to work on that, but I haven't quite worked it out. And, and I think that's when we try not sound preachy and say things like you shouldn't do this or you should do that. It's going back to the the listening and reflecting what they're feeling, reflecting what they've said to you, and also trying not to interrupt with your next bit of wisdom, really being comfortable with pauses. Often the silences are when it allows people to continue speaking. And so I think for some of us, I'm glad you said you are aware because I think your awareness is the very first step. Um, that's part of the journey, being aware of where are my pitfalls as a listener. I'm actually not actively listening. How can I do this better? And really just asking open-ended questions, practicing that more. The more you do it, the better it becomes. You might have a question for Colette on Raising Teens. You can send one to us by using the Hope Media app. You can send us an audio message, a written message, any kind of message. We'll accept any kind of message, won't we, Colette? We will. And a question, comment, feedback. We love that here at Raising Teens, and we will get onto that in a future episode. This has been Raising Teens with Colette Smart. Hope 1032 production. Thanks for listening.